0: Welcome to the Jonathan Shuttlesworth podcast. To stay connected, go to RevivalToday.com. And now, here is Evangelist Jonathan.
1: Well, welcome to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, take two. It's Jonathan Shuttlesworth coming uh, to you live. Glad that you're here. Brad, $30 seed. Gil South Africa, $2 seed, but in, in Rand, that's $40. So thank you. Anika. Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania, $50 seed. Tammy in Grand Junction, Colorado, $1,000 seed. Thank you so much. Manuel in Hanover, Pennsylvania, $500 seed. Christina in Carlsbad, New Mexico, $50 seed. Amanda, Henderson, Nevada, $9 seed. Pat in Florida, $50 seed. Lizeth, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, $50 seed. Santiago Port, St. Lucie, Florida, $25 seed. June in Alberta, Canada, beautiful place. $100 seed. Canada showing up strong. Elaine in Fort Worth, Texas, where I'm headed this Friday, $100 seed. Kelly in Benton, Arkansas, $1,250 seed. Dora in Indio, California, $1,000 seed. Thank you. Now, check this out. Felicity only had $19. This is in Australia. Heard the Lord say, sow it as a widow's mite, and in under 24 hours was blessed with $1,500. Thank you for your ministry. Now, we've got prayer requests that we'll take at the end. Glad that you're here. I want to read you something else that came to me privately today. Hello, man of God, just an update. I left the Jackson, Tennessee meetings a completely changed person. We were there earlier this year. From the direct connection to the prophetic from the direct correction to the prophetic utterances, you truly unlock something in my life, and I've never been the same. I've written and published a devotional that's now on Amazon and sold 150 books. I am on TV once a week in the Louisville, Kentucky area. I'm live-streaming three times a week. I'm preaching my first five-night tent revival next week. The past two weeks, I've been in Nigeria with Preacher Jay to support him and sow into a a mass crusade. From this trip, I received an impartation not only from Preacher Jay, but Dr. Polonici and evangelist Sunday Oguche. What I'm walking in is in direct response from the choice I made to obey the Holy Spirit three years ago. I know you understand the magnitude of how many lives you've changed, but in case you need another reminder and testimony... My life has and will never be the same. Thank you and everyone at Revival Today. And I was getting ready uh, for the message tonight. Wow. So $306,000 has come in on top of what's pledged? That's a, <laughs> truly amazing. Thank you for your giving. Thank you for watching. And um, I'm going to be joined tonight with a very special guest, my wife, who uh, is going to tag team with me on this. I titled this, Jumpstart Your Ministry, Ten cogitations for pastors and evangelists who feel stuck. Ten thoughts for pastors and evangelists who feel stuck. You know, um, it's easy to do. I've traveled as an evangelist for 21 years. I only traveled as an evangelist for 19 years and, and did not pastor. And the thing I found, which would really break my heart, is pastors oftentimes feel very isolated because obviously they can't share any of their struggles or... Questions they have with congregants because that information can and will be used against them. And then they can't share it with other local pastors because that can be used against them. So they, they oftentimes don't know what to do. And then evangelists, that, um, that message that I just read that was sent to me was from an evangelist. People feel stuck in the ministry and there's nobody to talk to, it seems like. So I want to take a night and I feel like everybody will get something out of this. What time are you getting home, Doug? I see you on the app. We're going to be able to play um, El Mazra tonight, or you still have too long of a drive. Let me know. Uh, I wanted to take tonight, and I feel like everybody will get something out of this, 10 thoughts, 10, ten things to consider, 10 cogitations for pastors and evangelists who feel stuck. You saw what that person wrote, that they came to hear me preach in March, and what God did They've been soaring, you know? I received something during what no eye has seen that we went to another level right after that. Uh, nice to have you from sunny Las Vegas, Tierra. Good to have you here. So I want you, if you would, grab your Bible and turn to 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 2. And I'm going to do five of these, and my wife, who is entering the studio, is going to do five with me. 2 Timothy chapter 2. Verse 1, and I like this book because this is Paul speaking to his son in the faith. Timothy, my dear son, be strong through the grace that God gives you in Christ Jesus. You have heard me teach these things that have been confirmed by many reliable witnesses. Now teach these truths to other trustworthy people who will be able to pass them on to others. Endure suffering along with me as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Soldiers don't get tied up in the affairs of civilian life. For then they cannot please the officer who enlisted them. And athletes can't win the prize unless they follow the rules. And hardworking farmers should be the first to enjoy the fruit of their labor. Think about what I'm saying. The Lord will help you understand these things. Turn to um, verse 15, 2 Timothy 2, 15. Work hard so that you can present yourself to God and receive his approval. Be a good worker one who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly explains the word of truth you know when you stagnate there's a shame that comes in you because something witnesses to you on the inside that you should be growing things should be advancing and so he said so you don't need to be a, you can be a good worker one who doesn't need to be ashamed and that's that's what i want the lord to use tonight to be something where you can come out of this where you're a good worker you're not ashamed of what you're accomplishing in life or make apologies you know you you meet people in the ministry they start apologizing for their ministry you've never been to their church or anything and they you know and oh, we just have a small church and you know we're kind of in between buildings right they they're, they're they're ashamed but it shouldn't be like that be a good worker one who who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly explains the word of truth avoid foolish talk that only leads to more godless behavior this kind of talk spreads like cancer as in the case of of Hymen- Hymenaeus and Philetus. They've left the path of truth, claiming that the resurrection of the dead has already occurred. In this way, they have turned some people away from the faith. Now, skip over to... Um, chapter 4, verse 1. I solemnly urge you in the presence of God and Christ Jesus, who will someday judge the living and the dead when he comes to set up his kingdom, preach the word of God. Be prepared, whether the time is favorable or not. Patiently correct, rebuke, and encourage your people with good teaching. For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. They'll reject the truth and chase after myths. But you should keep a clear mind in every situation. Don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord work at telling others the gospel, and fully carry out the ministry that God has given you. I want you to write that in the comments and in your notes. Fully carry out the ministry that God has given you, which means you can not carry it out at all. You can partially carry it out. You can mostly carry it out, or you can fully accomplish what God's given you to do. And there's nobody that God's given you a small thing to do. So I have my wife joining me. This is ten cogitations for pastors and evangelists who feel stuck to jumpstart your ministry. And I asked her to think of five that came to her spirit.
0: What is a cogitation?
1: Um, thoughts. Okay. Why don't you just like say like that? it comes from it comes from uh, the root cognitive? Okay. From your mind, ten thoughts. Okay. T- ten keys. Um, I want you to go first. Vienna.
0: No, no, I'm I, I'm not going first. You're going to go first. Okay. I, it's gonna. It's going to, like, quicken things in my brain if you go first.
1: All right, I'll go first. Number. By the one.
0: way, our fish just died, so rest in peace, Jade.
1: The one up in the office? Yeah. Yeah, good. I don't know. Who, why was that in there anyway?
0: That was Camila's birthday gift. From who? From Jay and Maddie. She really wanted it.
1: Terrible gift.
0: She, we did a funeral for the fish. That's why I was late.
1: That, that's, like, borderline occult.
0: That's not.
1: Who does a funeral for a fish? It's Cam that, was really they, they sad about it.
0: It doesn't matter. Neither do dogs. Do you give a dog just a, a normal burial?
1: I don't have a funeral for it.
0: You should. My dog's going to have a funeral and everybody's going to show up.
1: You bury it, it and, and buy everything. one that looks just like it and <laughs> go on not living. not I'm
0: not getting another dog after Chrissy. There's nobody else for
1: me. Ten cogitations for pastors and evangelists who feel stuck. Luke chapter 5 verse 1. One day as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. He noticed two empty boats at the water's edge, for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push it out into the water. So he sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Now go out where it's deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. Master, Simon replied, We worked hard all night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. And this time their nets were so full of fish, they began to tear. Listen to this part. This is Luke 5, 7. A shout for help brought their partners in the other boat. And soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. When Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh, Lord, please leave me. I'm such a sinful man, for he was awestruck by the number of fish they had caught. Look at verse 7. His net gets full, his boat gets full, and a shout for help brought their partners in the other boat, and soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. Jumpstart your ministry. Ten cogitations for pastors and evangelists who feel stuck. Number one, association. Who are you connected to?
0: I have
1: to sneeze. There's a law, and I want you to write this law down. Increase by association. I believe Jesse Duplantis preached on it the whole time he was here for what no I seen. The law of association. And I put this number one for realize it's my personal belief that this is why ministers who are stuck or stagnating or regressing, why they're stuck stagnating or or regressing 90% of the time. Who ordains you into the ministry? Who is over you in the ministry? Their increase flows down to you in the Spirit. Paul taught it in Philippians, that the same way you've helped me, the same God that supplies all my needs will now begin to supply all your needs according to His riches and glory through Christ Jesus. The law of association, the law of increase by association. What group are you in? You're believing for a healing ministry in a group that doesn't believe in healing, that believe sometimes God heals, sometimes he doesn't, God's sovereign. you're going to have problems. You're believing for financial increase connected to a group that is on record saying that they hate prosperity and hate hate the, the message of prosperity. You're going to have a problem. Now, everybody that's watching here, how many people in the short time you've been following me in the ministry have you heard say, I found you through Pastor Rodney? I just was on the phone with somebody driving in um, to this broadcast You know I heard you Pastor Rodney Had you take the offering That was the best offering message I would ever heard And um, that's when I decided I wanted to be a part of your ministry So I've increased By being associated with Pastor Rodney And then Just physically You know th- Those types of things Then the first time Pastor Rodney and Pastor Donica Ever laid hands on us Adas and I went to our next meeting And immediately, it went from a three-day meeting to a 21-day meeting. We had never had a meeting get extended for more than a day or two, and that had only happened twice. Our largest offering in our history at that point was $9,600. 42000 came in in those three weeks. So it was an immediate, and then you see what's coming in just on the online broadcast. Wow. it's It's increased by association. Who are you connected to? Where you go to church matters as a Christian. As a minister, who you're under matters. There are many ministers you meet, they're under somebody that they don't even, you know, well, I'm in such and such denomination, you know, I don't. They'll start make, they'll mock the denomination they're in because they know you're not, they're not proud of where they're at. Let me ask you a question. Just like we teach people in the realm of dating, if you're not proud of your boyfriend, like you would never want to introduce your boyfriend to your pastor. You're not proud of your girlfriend. Your parents have never met your girlfriend because you know what they'd say. There's a problem. If you're not proud of the group that you've associated in, you need to think about that. And you need to change. Do something that very few people ever do. They know they're in the wrong stream. They'll ride it straight to the bottom of the ocean and die. (laughs) Instead of change. Mm. And change now. You know, we've been thinking about it. Less thinking, more doing. You've thought about it. Nothing left to think about. You, You know, I like that scripture where the Bible says, I have shown you, O man, that which is good. People know what to do. It's a matter of doing it. And you have to do that. I'll add something to every one of your points, and then I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on the ones I bring up.
0: Um you want me to talk about the the association, Increased by association. part. Um see because I was going to go based on not doing it like life alone either. Um because Yeah, but this is a if, bro-
1: this is the bro- you said you you already have that as a point. Yes. Yeah, but this is different. This is who you're who you're connected to in the spirit? Who's your, who ordained you?
0: Yes, but it's in the same kind of like wavelength because the the it's a mindset. Okay, so you just want to
1: do your point then? Yeah, go
0: ahead. I'll do, I'll do the mindset. Um, Exodus eighteen seventeen, um, and it says I'll start in sixteen. Will I start in 16? I'm not going to start in 16. Maybe I will start in 16. Okay. It says uh, 15. Moses replied, because the people came to me to get a ruling from God... When a dispute arises, they come to me and I'm the the one who settles the case between the quarreling parties. I inform the people of God's decrees and give them instructions. And this is Moses' father-in-law now speaking and interjects and says, this isn't good. You're going to wear yourself out and the people too. This job is too heavy of a burden for you to handle all at once. Now listen to me and let me give you a word of advice and may God be with you. You should continue to be the people's representatives before God, bringing disputes to him teach them God's decrees and give them his instructions show them how to conduct their lives but select from all the people some capable honest men who fear God and hate bribes appoint them as leaders over groups of 1, 150 and 10 and so I just I, this is like a little bit of insight to a lot of missteps that ministers take. And I, I also feel guilty of that too at times. What camera am I looking at? There's like eight of them. Hi. Um, and I, I'm also, um, you know, I feel... I feel this because at times when you're growing an increase, you want to have and keep the mindset of how it was done when your ministry was small. And so when things begin to expand, then also the way of doing things, the order um, begins to change at a rapid rate or has to change at a rapid rate with it and And for a very, very long time, we did it a certain way, we led a certain way. And so I thought, well, I can continue doing this, um, and then you realize you will suffer burnout. and 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 that's never good because then you just don't want to press in and believe God for more because you feel like you're barely making it, it you, you're barely making it in a day. And so with association, uh, with what Jonathan was saying, is also the fact that it, it all is based on I, I don't want to say pride, but like a little bit. You know what I mean? It's like I can do it all. I can be this, and I can I can be a lone ranger, and I can take the world on. But and and that's for a while we we thought that like it's just you and me, and we could take the world and we could do you know awesome things for the world. But then you realize as things increase, you have to ask for help. You have to involve other people. And that's a sign of true leadership is that you can duplicate yourself in somebody else. And that's what Moses' father-in-law was saying. He said, listen, you're great. You do what you gotta do, but now impart that to somebody else so that they can take work off of your plate. And it's, it's this mindset that's like, I'm, I can do it to, I don't need to submit under anybody because they're not really doing it the way that I would want to do it. Uh, you know, they're not um, flowing the way. They don't preach the way that I do. You know, I don't see eye to eye in the, the, the little details or whatever. Um, and the same kind of mindset for not uh, associating with the right people will also lead you into kind of this road where it's like, I can do it all. I can change the light bulbs myself. I can paint, I can do this, I can do that. When in reality, like you are no longer required to do that. Like in fact, it's wasting your time. And your time is a lot more valuable spent doing things to build your ministry, not to clean up, not to do whatever, you know? Um, and you know, it's not at times that's what you're going to do. Like you're going to clean the toilets. You're going to vacuum at at times. If I see something's nasty, I'm going to do it. So I'm not, I'm not saying like never do that. You're too good for that. I'm, I'm right there with everybody else, but there is a time if it's going to start eating at like important Things that I'm doing, then I need to be hands off and allow for, um, you know, for for the help to come in, so that the ministry can grow.
1: Okay, so then I'm going to go out of order. So what did you title that one? Don't do life alone. Yes. Okay, I'll add. I'll go out of order and add to that. Number three: remove those who you know need removed, and add those who you know you must add. When I talk to, to ministers, one, one place where they feel stuck is, A, I don't have help. I'm thinking about hiring so-and-so. Or this person is a pain in my side, you know, but their mother is friends with my mother and it would cause problems. You don't pay a salary to somebody because you're, they know your cousin, You pay people to take things off your plate. So I would say for people that feel stuck, to add to what my wife was saying, you need helpers. God never gives a vision to a group of people, but he also never gives a vision that one person can accomplish. He gives a vision to the visionary, and it's always too big for him to do alone. You know, a good portion of our staff is in Fort Worth, Texas right now, uh, to do membership intake, when? Tomorrow? Tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah, for the church. I mean, their their work, I'm not there. I'm entrusting them to do that. So that's why I'm going on the back of what my my wife said. You'll burn yourself out. That's what Jethro pu- pulled uh, Moses aside to tell him. You can't do all this. Notice what Paul told Timothy. Teach these things to people who can pass them on to others. Well, that's what I've done. I've taught these things to Magad. You know, Kofi's not even there. Kofi's on vacation. A well-earned vacation. Magalas. Who else was down there?
0: Tosh, like the the department leads, Rachel Rahm.
1: So they're teaching what Revival Today Church is from what they've learned from me. They're casting the vision to others and can do it because I'll be there Friday, but I I can't be there until Friday. I don't need to be there. You you have, and you're going to have to jump the hurdle of we can't afford to pay people because what you'll find is if you pay the right people, they're gonna generate, or allow you to generate, more revenue than what they're making. How many people are in the back room right now, in the media room? A lot. Five, five people are in the media room. Two people are on the floor. Correct? Like you're not, you didn't count yourselves. Six in there, two, two here. Okay. Now, some are Bible school students volunteering or whatever, but mo- many paid, if not most paid. Some paid full time. You think, man, that, that's that's a lot of people to pay. Yeah, but look, look what's come in this week from a top quality broadcast: three hundred and some thousand dollars given, almost half a million dollar pledged. So, if you're always thinking about what you're going to lose, you're not going to make any moves to go forward, and you're going to stay stuck. Say that. Okay, I, I, I did say
0: it. I'm just emphasizing that.
1: Okay, the jump in. Let me.
0: Okay, fine, because I, I think in the beginning of us, we had to start. And 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 I hate to more me you. than you exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for saying yeah, that. If you're
1: you. if you're slow to hire people and worried, I she was the one pushing to hire people, not me. I know I sound like uh, Captain Visionary. I told her, we'll, we'll never have to hire anybody. It's you know, true. anything you can't do, I can but do. But
0: I think that that was really rooted in fear. In fear of because finances. Of, it's like, oh, you're, you're so cute. You just keep saying all these happy, clappy things, but I'm the one that has to, like, bring in the money. I'm the one that has to preach. And, you know, so I understand your mindset about it. And it's like a practical, you know, you that's just how you think. But it's always rooted in fear. Growth and moving forward always takes an element of faith. So if God tells you, buy the building, get in there, step foot in the, in the land, you have to do it. Because it, it, to, to me, it's, it's very scary. Uh, I hate using scary, but it's very easy. Daunting. It's daunting, but it's very easy to miss like the, the simple commands of God. And it's, it's one of the things that I wanted to talk about. I don't even know what kind of point that would be. Um but it's easy to miss those those little cues where God, like the Holy Spirit who leads us and guides us into all truth because that's what he does he will give you a nudge in the right direction or in a direction and because you've never ventured into that direction you say mm, halt no nope, not doing it not going there not hiring another person what's the sense of that because when we started hiring people there was other uh ministers uh, that that cared and loved for us but they were like why are you continuing to hire people like it's not that serious with, with the amount of people that you already have that's enough what you. you can get a lot done yes
1: and i still felt that way yes when we started the church we had 12 this is two, you know not even two years ago we had 12 people we we upped it to 16 i said let's freeze it at 16 i think yeah, that, that's you enough. did say we're, that we're at 41 now not you know paid staff full like i think uh full time so,
0: but and and again, it's because just because you haven't seen it done or seen seen it done in a different way doesn't mean that that's going to be true for you. So, so what you are responsible to do is to obey the leading of the Lord. Are you done with your point? Because I'm gonna get into mine. Go, go. Do yours. Okay, fine. Um, it, it says here, and I've got two points, and it's pretty much based. So let me do two points here, and then you can take it. You got it. Number four. Okay. Um, this is. First king 16 So um let me look for it hold on So he goes to the brook, right? The prophet goes to uh to the brook. And um because God God tells him. So he prophesies, Elijah prophesies about this drought, about this thing that's happening to all of Israel. And so now he, he said it, everybody knows it. And now what does he have to do, right? And so I think a lot of people, it's like you get the big vision for cer- certain things, but you never listen or at least hearken your ear to the next step. And so here, Elijah is told, go to the brook. I'll take care of you. And God, there's it's sustaining him. There's water flowing. There's ravens that are coming with a meal. Every single time he's hungry, boom. It's like, oh, this is awesome. I'll never move from here again. And so really, what, what is the point that I'm trying to make? Obey the simple commands because even though it might look really comfortable and like everything's great, wow, we're doing the, the most that we ever, you know, we could have easily said that 10 times over. And this is a lesson that I've learned from you, uh, that it, it's, it's never enough to just be like, this is a good place. It's, we're, we're doing a lot right now, Jonathan. It's it's like, but there's always, the kingdom of God is built on increase. So there's always another level. And so to have that mindset.
1: And life is dynamic. You know, I heard Lester Sumrall say one time, life is not static, life is dynamic. And he said, if I could ever get that into your heads from the platform, your life will change. Who said that? Lester Sumrall. Wow. It's always changing. Yes. You know, and, and it, life will pass you by if you try to freeze it at a moment. And like you know what we have seven hundred people coming and everything's yeah but then people are going to move away people are going to die so if you're not constantly advancing there's no staying still that's right you can't freeze things no you're either going forward or you're losing
0: and so here it's just you could he could have easily said I'm good at the brook so why why why. Why change the 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 scene? If I'm getting so taken care of, then he could do it again. But he said, no, I'm going to change directions now, and you're going to go to the widow of, uh, of Zarephath. But he could have easily said, but I like it here. Why not just send me to another? Why do I have to deal with people? I don't like people. You know, he probably wasn't a people person. Uh, so I, I don't know. But, the, but we could have easily, we could have easily, we easily talk ourselves out of a simple command. And the same thing goes with um, in the book of Luke, when they were out fishing and they were uh, fishing all night and you're doing the same thing. And then Jesus says, why don't you throw your net on the other side? And they're like, We've been doing that all night. Like all of a sudden, things are going to change because you give us a a a word, and they probably thought like we we did. He actually said like we've been doing this all night, Jesus.
1: Yeah, we've thrown it out on both sides already.
0: Like, hello, not to offend you. We don't want any disrespect, Rabbi. Uh, But uh, what what is going to change here? But he wasn't dumb enough to say it, so he just did it. And when he did it, the hall was too big that multiple boats couldn't bring in the, the, the harvest That's of right. that. So we have to be sensitive to the, the simple commands, go. That's all he said, arise and go. Go to the widow. Arise and go to that brook. You know, uh, Abraham, go to the place I tell you. He didn't even know what place he was going to. He just said go. And he was like, oh, let me pack my bags. He, where, where are we going, God? Get, I, I, just Just keep walking. And so if we are constantly in that mode, like you said, um, that we're, we're ever increasing, we're, we're expanding all the time, then you really do have to be sensitive to the voice of the Lord and see what, what's the next step. What, what do I have to do after that? Abraham with uh, sacrificing Isaac. You know, he had to hear the voice of the Lord or he would have just sacrificed Isaac for no reason. But because he obeyed the voice of the Lord and he was, you know, he was spiritual enough to discern, like, what do you want me to do here? Every step of the way, let me look for the next thing uh, that he wants me to do. It's not you just arrive there and look, we have 500 people at church. You're, You're great. You know, we could have easily done that and quit soul winning and just been really content with 500 people. Wonderful. But that wasn't the case. It's on to the next. Because
1: we wouldn't have kept 500 people. No. If you don't keep going forward, then you, you, you go like you're seeing a lot of ministries where they're at now, where it's like, man, we used to have a big thing. Now we don't. What happened? That happens after... It doesn't happen immediately. No. But you go on a path to decrease the second you make up your mind to quit. We've hired enough people... Our building's big enough. I'm not going to get it. And we, we've seen that, you and I, that like it was time for somebody to make a move to a bigger property or whatever. And they're like, no, not in this economy. And then
0: and we've had several conversations on long car rides and we both talked and we're like, let that not be us ever. Let us always be in tune with what the Holy Spirit wants, that even if it's too big, we say yes anyway. Even if we don't know the details or how it's all gonna work out, we keep moving in the direction of the Holy Ghost.
1: This is a bad way to phrase it because it's not a, a faith way to say it, but that's why I've said I made up my mind if I'm gonna make mistakes, it's gonna be going forward.
0: That's that's you know, that's but I'm not right.
1: I'm not gonna die from being afraid to advance. That's if I like, well, right. I guess I got in over my head and and uh wasn't as big, didn't have well, that's capacity what the capacity I thought the, the, it. The, but, the, but then as you do it, you find out God helps you, and God's on the side of advancement. Like the Broadhead building that we bought, the original church that you see in that video that we never had um, a Sunday service in. and We have one prayer service and one, uh, one night of the prayer and fasting. Yeah. And that was it. It was the wrong building. It was. But God honored the fact that I, I went forward. You know, we sold it at a profit, a good profit. Made made, uh, 35% on it or so in in a year and a half. But God gave us this building that was big enough because he saw, I'm going. I'm not going to, well, so far we haven't been able to find a building. So you find if you move forward aggressively, God will honor you making aggressive moves in the direction that he called you to go in.
0: Yeah, and Jesse Duplantis said that the kingdom of God is one word. If you were going to describe the kingdom of God in one measly word, it would be advancement. And and that resonated with me because there's never a time, look at his life, look at Pastor Kathy's life. They are living testimonies of what it is to be in tune with the Holy Ghost and keep moving forward so that even uh, when you're in your 60s, in your 70s, in your 80s, you're still sharp, you're still with it, you're still advancing, you're still taking ground. And so that really encouraged me. But on the heels of what you were saying, it's it's also the fact that like the the 10 spies go out and look at the land and they come back with an evil report. You know, it was a mindset. We can't handle this. Let me wash my hands. And, and that to me is a poverty spirit. That to me is a stupid spirit. That to me is a spirit of faith all wrapped up into one. Because if you can convince something beautiful, like, you know, that belongs to you, something that God has given to you, an advancement, another level, you know, something uh, amazing, a, a mansion, a this or whatever, something that's really good. If you can convince yourself out of it, it, it it's it's an ugly, it's an ugly spirit. And, and I understand now why, why God, you know, just was like, you guys are not seeing the, the light of the, the, the day of, you know, uh, the promised land. Because it is an evil report. It's yeah. an evil thing. It's a spirit of unbelief. And it. Attached and, to and it
1: ticked God off. You know, after all I, you saw me do in the desert, after you see me part the Red Sea, now you're going to, you think I can't do this? Yeah. That's how no. you, you don't irritate God going forward. And, and unfortunately, that's what you're taught the most. In ministry is, you know, you need to be prayerful and careful. You need to be prayerful and aggressive. Yes. P- people lose more not moving than they do moving.
0: That's right.
1: You should be afraid of not advancing, not afraid, not afraid of making moves.
0: And on the heels of that, sir.
1: Well, what, what's the title of number four?
0: I don't know. Um, what did I just say? What did I talk about?
1: About about moving when God says to move and advancing.
0: What was the last point that you said?
1: You did First Kings sixteen.
0: Okay, but what was the last point that you did?
1: Hire who needs hired and get rid of who ne- who you knew you need to. Get oh,
0: off. obey simple commands. Obey the simple commands of the Holy Ghost, because I I, I do think that people kind of just coast, they plateau, and they stop hungering and thirsting after what's next what is the next thing i
1: have to? yeah and that scripture i have shown you oh man that which is good like i don't believe people when they come up to me especially ministers and they like i don't know what to do it's like i don't believe you i don't believe because god said I've, I've shown you Now you might not have agreed with the next step or <laughs> took a different step right but god god how I many know sometimes god goes silent I, I have not found that to be the case
0: yeah that's i what?
1: found god speaking when i don't when i don't want instruction I didn't want to start a church in Fort Worth. I had no, no desire to do that. Mm. And, and he said, because if, if you get on the path of advancement, he will. So there's number four. What's, go ahead, number five.
0: Um, hold on. What was number five? Oh. Uh, don't fear about lack of provision.
1: Don't fear lack of provision.
0: I, I guess I don't know. I just like just just, just I don't know because with uh, in the same story here, uh, we can see that God, when when He gave a command, when He gave the assignment, and it was completed, there was always provision at the end.
1: You know, Mackenzie, just the fact that you're watching on the app makes me feel like teaching these things. Not because like you need corrected it, but I didn't have this when I was just coming out of Bible college. You know what I mean, like. You had to know a minister and get him to like you before you could hear the first word about, that's true. okay, now here's what you do. You have everything <laughs> to pray and fast and believe God, yeah. but like practical things. So I, uh, th- that makes me happy that she's on. I'm sure there's others like her on. You're doing a great job. Go ahead. Amen. don't mean to cut you off.
0: Um, so with your assignment, there's always provision, and that's how you know. In fact, I, I um, was listening to Mike Murdoch, and Mike Murdoch said, This quote that just like stuck with me. Money is verification of where God wants you to be. Yes. So money is wherever God wants you to be. And a lot of times we can convince ourselves, well, I can't make that move, even though I feel to do that, even though I feel the quickening of the Holy Ghost to do it, but I don't know if there's going to be funds. And and that was the case with with Jonathan hiring the next person. Like, I don't know if we can do that. Why don't we just wait for the next kind of like money breakthrough before we hire somebody else? And it just simply doesn't work that way. God is saying, if this is what you need to do, I need you to take the first step and do it and when you do it you'll see that the money just rushes in
1: because you're build you're building a container to house the, the you're, you're building a boat that can ha- yeah dig yeah, in a ditch that's right you're having a boat and nets that, that you're building that can that can uh, you're showing god you believe that a great fish catch a fish is coming that's not good. give me a great catch of fish and then i'll build the thing just like you can't say i'll win the lottery and then i'll start tithing give and you will receive so you you make that move in the area of staffing and building in preparation for a great catch of fish.
0: Hallelujah. And that is something that you really, that's a mindset that has to be taught because it's the opposite of how the world does it. Do you know what I mean? Like the world will t- will will do it. Like let's let's talk budget, let's talk practicality. And unfortunately, there comes a time in ministry where you throw the budget out the freaking window, and it's not going to make sense. Ask Patrick. It's not going to make sense. But the provision is always there with what God wants you to do. And and here's like an extra little thing here. If, if your ministry is hemorrhaging money because, you know, of XYZ and an idea that your wife came up with that's literally depleting the church of its funds, keep an eye on that. Maybe not do that.
1: Yeah, I'm not, I'm not talking about just hiring people. to hire. Like, you know, I, I don't take four people I like with me on the road just so they can, like, be on. You know, then you're doing Mike Tyson, MC Hammer stuff. What you're saying was also a principle Lester just had. all Everything had to make, had to at least break even. Mm. If the church had a coffee shop, the coffee shop had to minimum. No, it had to make at least like one penny. Wow. By the end of the year. Nothing could drain on other things. That's it. And, and that, because God does speak. If you read the Bible, God spoke to nations by money. When he was pleased, he blessed them. When he wasn't pleased, there was famine. That's it. That thing that Kenneth Hagin said, that when Jimmy Carter was the president, there was that oil... 1979 uh, economic crunch mm-hmm. God spoke to him before that happened and said get out of every endeavor that I didn't call you into and when he said that he realized that they had started a counseling ministry at Rama, and got you know just because it was like a good idea and a lot of people needed counseling and he knew the Lord never told me to do that. So he had a meeting that morning. Like the Lord spoke to him at 6 in the morning at like 8 in the morning when everybody came into work. He let all 30-some people know that they would no longer be needed there. I'm talking like <laughs> full-time employees. He dismissed. He shut the whole wing of the ministry Good. down. Yeah. And then the Lord said, if you'll get out of the things that I didn't call you into, when this ec- there's an economic crunch coming to America, and you won't feel it.
0: Wow.
1: And he never felt it. He, he increased. So... Do the things God's told you to do and don't do things don't do it. God God hasn't called you to do. Don't start a magazine because you saw another ministry has a magazine or,
0: yeah.
1: you know, just just do so. I like that they do that. I'm going I'm to do it. Know that everything you're involved in is part of God's divine mission for you. Amen. So what did you title number five?
0: Um, I, I, Didn't I say it? Don't fear the lack oh. of provision because there's always there if it's God's. You
1: know don't fear that. lack of provision that's a great one well I'll give you I'll, I'll go one on uh on top of that so that was five hope you're enjoying tonight nice having you with me it's nice doing it
0: what kind of coffee is this
1: Dunkin donut Dunkin Donuts right yeah, it's God bless. yeah I ordered it for I got it the way you like cream tissue. sugar over here I love you um I like your sweater number six have a vision not a budget.
0: That's a word. That's a word.
1: Have a vision, not a, not a budget. Oh. Can you guys pull off of Instagram uh Tony Suarez, S U A R E Z. His it'll either be his last or second to last Instagram post where he's given an update on, on what happened between last night and tonight. Uh like what happened in the last twelve hours. Good to see you, Brad. God bless you. Have a vision, not a budget. If you need help knowing who who it is, they got it? Because he had God lay a project on his heart, and then God God did a miracle. You know, what do I mean? I don't mean we have a budget in this ministry. As far as we, we keep extremely... We have an accounting department in this ministry. We, we're not just like flinging money around. There's tight controls, but we're not run. You know, when the, this is what I'm talking about. How many people could God have lay on their heart to start a second location? And they go, well, you know, that's not in this annual budget. So maybe we'll talk about it at the next board meeting. It takes forever. In the ministry, you have to be fluid. You have to be ready to move ahead. And um, when you have a vision, I'm stealing a line from Jesse Duplantis because it's it's one of the best lines I've ever heard because it's absolutely the truth. I want you to write this down. Budgets cost you something. Budgets cost you something. Vision brings you something. When you go, now the title tonight is Jumpstart Your Ministry, 10 Cogitations for Pastors and Evangelists Who Feel Stuck. When you go to a church that um, is stuck, everything's budget. Hey, as many of you know, our bathroom's in disrepair. It's like, you remember the place we went north of here, where they had nothing? They would take the offering. How many you know? those soap dispensers in the bathroom cost money to fill up and the paper towels and the water yeah that that's the one let me know when you when you have it pulled um nice job guys
0: nice guys
1: when you talk like that who do you think that excites do you know when people spend money and give money when they're excited that's when that's why casinos capitalize and have a science behind excitement, flashing lights, sounds, music. You don't walk into a, no one's at, at, at spending money at a casino because, guys, how many of you know that this casino generates a lot of money through tax revenue for the community? And if this casino wasn't here, a lot of people would lose their jobs. So, you know, if you can just spend a little money at the roulette tables, nobody gives for that reason. And somebody wrongly taught people in the ministry that if you talk about the expenses that you have, it produces um, revenue, and it does not. It actually repels. That's what that statement means. Mm-hmm. Budgets cost you something. If you talk about your budget and what you need, you are not only not only are people not going to give. People that were going to give aren't going to give. <laughs> That's what that line means. Budgets cost you something, but talking budgets repel money, not to mention you need something in your ministry, not only that excites people, you need something in your ministry that excites you. This Fort Worth thing, I've never done anything like that in my life. So I, I, I'm living right now. I'm thinking, talking to other people. I just talked to James Morocco today because he's he has started 600 churches. Tell me what you've learned. Tell me about multiple churches. And he told me, I'm excited. When you lose something in the ministry that excites you, the spite-a-thon was exciting, is exciting when we launched it. How many things I, I, we might be able to list twenty five things off that in the two thirds of this year that have gone by that we've started, you know, new things, and it's fresh and exciting. Total Bro coming up on on uh, Saturday for the UFC fight—that's new. That's a small. That's exciting. And I was. I, I'm not saying it to promote it. I'm just saying there's there's always many 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 pastors. Settle in to Sunday morning, Wednesday night. That's all there is. Youth night. Wednesday night Bible study, Sunday morning. And there's no excitement. When you have a vision, you have to take people on a journey. For the evangelists that are watching. I can say, and I didn't know this principle, I just was always doing it. I was always taking people on a journey with me as an evangelist. We're going to start a church in Maui, you know, we worked, we, we have an invitation from the mayor to come preach in Maui. Will you, will you stand with me? I'm going to take 30 young people out to a town that does not have a Protestant church that meets every Sunday. So it wasn't, um, you know, guys, uh, I've got to make car payments just like you do. And I have expenses just like you. And I really, I'm living at home right now, but I'd love to have my own apartment. No one cares. <coughs> And if they do care, they'll care a little. It's like if you see a bum on the street with his hand out, even if you help him, you don't give him $10,000. You give him a little money. So when you talk budgets, even if people go to help you, they're going to give you a little money. When you talk vision and excite people, number one, it keeps you excited. Mm -hmm. You would do well as a minister to listen to your own live stream or, or your own preaching? Do you sound excited? Do you smile? Do you laugh at any point in the service? Is there a joy, or have you lost the joy? That's good. Turn to, turn to Joel chapter 1. I'm going to knock out two at once, because they, they go hand in hand.
0: Okay. What version?
1: Do Joel 1.12 in the King James.
0: 1.12, you said? Mm-hmm. The vine is dried up, and the fig tree languisheth. The pomegranate tree, the palm tree also, and the apple tree. Even all the trees of the field.
1: Every tree has withered and not produced fruit. Why?
0: Because joy is withered away from the sons of men.
1: That's Joel one twelve. Because the people lost their joy, the harvest fields quit producing their fruit. Visions keep a joy in you.
0: Is that the next point? Yeah. No, I didn't. That's like amazing.
1: Acquire and keep your joy.
0: Wow. Because let me tell you why that's so powerful. That really is the killer for a lot of ministers that are endeavoring to do big things because they get worn out. They get in their heads. They feel like it's like such a heavy burden and you have to keep your joy intact because the joy of the Lord is your strength. And all of these cats that kind of like fall by the wayside and stop growing, it's because of that. They get in their heads about how big the vision is, how much money has to come in, and you lose. Or they lose don't joy. have
1: one. Or they don't have one. Or
0: they don't There's have There's no one. vision. Yeah.
1: We have Wednesday night Bible study, and we meet here on Sunday mornings. There's not a vision. That's existing.
0: That's true. Yeah. That's um, powerful. I really
1: you know, like know, let, let me tell you this, especially for people like Kenzie and that are young. From what you're taught in Bible college, mm. it would be ministerial suicide to put a video up that you're gonna, you're acquiring an aircraft. From the way you're taught by people, if you announce that, people are going to stop giving because, A, they don't want you to have a plane, and they're against preachers having planes. And, B, obviously this guy has plenty of money. Let's go help someone who has less money. That's what you're taught, right? But look at the top right corner of the screen. And look at what's pledged. It look at a pastor driving up to drop off a $100,000 check from another state while we do the broadcast this week. Visions br- a vision brings you something, a budget costs you something. Mm. So you think talking poverty and lack and how we don't know we're going to do this that 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 um that that's the way that people give is you make people feel, you know, I've been on the road for 16 straight weeks. I've preached over uh, eighty times, and wow. that brother, shuttle's worse. Very tired. And, wow. But I got to keep going. If you could just help me, uh, fill my tank up with gas. That doesn't do it.
0: Let me. Can I just? Yeah. It? Oh yeah. Like, I, I literally, when when he said that, like I, I kind of kept it like in that kind of uh, the 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 very uh, basic level. Obviously, because of my mind. But uh, when you say it, that it costs you something. Like it costs you your peace. It costs you your joy. Like it cost doesn't you mean your just life. like costs you. It's gonna like cost you out of your your pocket like that. For me, it's like vision brings you something, and then uh, what is it?
1: Like budgets cost.
0: Budgets cost you something. To me, it was just very basic, practical. Like okay, so you're just looking at things financially instead of spiritually. But really, when it costs you something, you're you're at a deficit with joy. You're at a deficit with your peace. So it really does cost you your life. Your life.
1: Yeah, now look at this. We're talking about vision. Watch Tony Suarez give this announcement. He posted it last night that he has the opportunity, and he, uh, Adonis and I went out to pizza with him. I guess he mentioned it on on the broadcast. He was telling me, you know, I really feel, and I'm not taking credit for this. I'm showing you what he he did, and and I want to make a point off it. I I want to get a building to do broadcasts. Yeah. And I said, do it. Yeah. And so he decided, okay, I'm going to do it. He texted me, in fact... Let me read the text.
0: What pizzeria were we at?
1: We went to two Joe's in New York City, and what was the other one?
0: Don't judge us. Yeah, we went to two. We had two separate pizzas, they were delicious.
1: Hey, man, it's Tony Suarez. We've had a great opportunity come to us. Just asking you to pray for me. I'm going live tonight, learning from your example, and believing we're going to do this cash. Now, so he... When was that? He, what,
0: what day was that?
1: That was last uh, Monday at 925 wow,
0: p.m. Wow, just Monday.
1: So then he he went live Tuesday, and then this was the video that he put out uh, after, after, after he went live. Now, two things I want to show you. A, what God did... Right. B. Look at his excitement and joy. You like, know, money doesn't make you happy. No, money is to a minister. Money is a great encouragement. Yeah, my dad. De- you know, there. You talk to ministers, man. This person came. Let me tell you something. <laughs> when when the people who own this building told us, you um, you don't have to pay anything. We we like what you're doing. We're going to give it to you. Yeah. Uh, amen. Thank you. You know, I would get excited, but money doesn't make you. Let me
0: tell you, anybody who says that money doesn't get you excited—they've never had any. They've never had any,
1: or they don't know how to spend it.
0: Or it's just you've never been broke. Don't don't do don't don't do me like that. Like it doesn't make you happy. Shut up.
1: Okay, play Tony.
2: Hello, hello, everybody. Hi. Have a quick update on what God is doing. What God just did literally in the last several minutes Look at for the us in his eyes I want to testify I'll wait for a few people to come on and I'm gonna testify about what God's doing this morning. We went live there there's everybody. hello God bless you. So we went live last night. we shared the vision about the property that's before us to purchase for the ministry. This property will become television studios, the offices. good morning everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, hey, Pastor Jaquan, God bless you. So we went live. We talked about the television studios, the offices, and we took a step of faith. God is stretching us. Last night while doing that broadcast, we had just over. J- um,
1: just Joey on the app wrote. He's he's happy. You can see it. Yes. You know, he's like giggling as he's yes. talking. That's why I always bring up that story about um, Jack Mitchell. In Massachusetts, giving my dad fifty five hundred dollars for preaching a Sunday. My dad came home like that. Like like from being like tired, you can be tired from driving. You- How about us? What about us? How
0: about us? The the, the very first time we had five hundred dollars sent to us extra on top of all the bills being paid. Oh yeah. What did we do? We we geeked out like two little school girls went out to eat. and we went out to eat. But what was the next thing? I said, now we can create DVDs. Now we can have like stuff on the books uh, or on the book ministry table, table yeah. on the ministry table. We can we can go out and 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 print out these things at FedEx because I was doing the whole thing. I was duplicating the the what was it? Ten things every teenager should know, and it was in that like video game case. And I was like, we have to get more of these, and now we can. And we were like jumping for joy because we could do something else other than just maintenance and and work mode. All right, we could dream. It-
1: it allows you to dream. Continue.
2: Over $24,000 come in this morning. And here's my testimony. uh, For those that watched last night, I said in the morning, I'm believing. Hey, good morning, Brother RD. Good morning, R. Paul. Good morning, Myra and everyone else joining. So what did we say last night? We said, I'm believing by the morning. We're gonna say, wow.
1: It bothers me that somebody like him can have a house with a pool and that I don't have a pool. <laughs> when I'm clearly... You
0: can't. You gotta rejoice, okay? Because, yeah, I don't, I don't because like then it'll come... No, I'm rejoicing. I wish you he got a bigger someone, house with a bigger pool. How can someone his caliber... I wish it was a waterfall back there. Right. I wish it was a dragon.
2: Continue. afternoon, we're gonna say, whoa, tomorrow... And then by the evening, we're gonna have a praise break. The very first phone call I had this morning was for Pastor Jensen Franklin the $50,000 offering for this property. He said, tell people I'll give, I, you know, I'm get. this is what I'm given and encourage them to match the gift. My faith is so <laughs> skyrocket high right now.
0: That is Ladies and so gentlemen, brothers awesome. and sisters,
2: my, my faith, I just, I'm just
0: Speechless.
2: so thankful for friends, family, partners, elders, mentors that would believe in the vision and that are helping this come day. to pass. Like so in, let's see, it's 10.30. So in just 12 hours-ish, mm-hmm. we've already raised over $70,000 for the, the purchase the buildings of this property. 000. I am fully expecting
0: wow. Wow. that wow. we're gonna pay cash. To
2: and in fact, I'm gonna have to call the owner and say, um, I gotta change that offer because I made an offer 60 days cash. I'm no believing money. that I'm going to have to call them back in the next few days and say, excuse me, we need to change that offer. It's not 60 days cash. It's Good upon days. inspection. <laughs> I'm so thankful for you. Thank you for standing with Let's us. Go. Thank you for supporting financially. Uh, the ways to give are somewhere on Facebook or on Instagram. I'm, Zach's not here to help me. He's at school. So I'm just doing this very, very much by myself. But uh, you can give on Cash App at Revival Make.
1: You know that kind of video? Can play better than than this with the professional studio and everything that that anybody that's in the ministry should take notes on that broadcast. Absolutely, because that's a guy being genuine and
0: authentic. It connects. Yeah, the authenticity,
1: authenticity. Is, is what matters more than everything else. Notice anything? Hello, brothers. I'm, I'm I'm Pastor Tony, and I have a praise report I'd like to share with you today. But first, let's take a look at this. You know, he's telling you. You can feel. Yeah. You can feel how The excitement, the
0: love, the passion, everything.
2: Friggin' Colombians. Continue.
0: Friggin' Colombians.
2: Uh, On the website, revivalmakers.org, com. you can mail in your offering. Uh, Thank you so very much for standing with us. And so here's my morning wow, and I'm going to come back in the afternoon by faith. I'm coming back with my afternoon woe. Let's go. Because just when we thought that this was the best, the greatest that God can do— Ephesians 1, 15 through nineteen kicks in and God's exceeding greatness is about to take us <coughs> <coughs> excuse me. He smoked. He's about to take us to either to head. even a greater level. So I'm coming back in a few hours and I fully, fully believe I'm coming back with a whoa kind of a testimony. So I'll see you then. Thank you for jumping on. Thank you for supporting us. Get ready for the woe in Jesus' name.
0: Oh wow. Um
2: well, how oh, long's the building wow. how long's the building video?
0: just
1: play the first little bit of it just so people know hey everyone this is what it's
2: what tony knows. suarez and i'm standing in front of what i believe are going to be the next offices and television studios for revival makers ministries i really thank you for tuning in tonight and seeing what i believe god wants to do for us so in a moment i'm going to take you inside and show you what can be in jesus name. god bless all right so i'm here with my son zachary we brought microphones they didn't work we brought lights. They didn't work. So we got an iPhone, Zachary, and I. Okay, this isn't the most professional video, but I hope that you'll be able to see what we see. So, Zachary, I want you to follow me. Show them a little bit more. Note this way of the sanctuary. Show him just a little bit more. Pan it, pan it. Now, come here. Come here with me and show them that platform. Now, this sanctuary, oh. this is an old Disciples Pause. of Christ church building. Um, Three hours ago, he, he broke the hundred thousand.
1: Isn't that awesome.
0: That is awesome.
1: There's the clip. Officially received over hundred
0: thousand. Wow. See? Oh my goodness.
1: And that illustrates that point. Mm. He shared that vision, and people people jump for vision.
0: That's right.
1: And people leave for budget you start talking bills, people have their own bills to pay.
0: that's right no one
1: cares about your that you need a new roof or whatever well, yeah, well. people care about vision and the, it, that that's how God that's how God motivated the Israelites mm. I'm going to take you to a land. it's going to be flowing with milk and honey. it'll be like it, it was heaven, days of heaven on earth. Number six, have a live by a vision, not by budget. I probably would be the best way to put it. Number six, live by a vision, not by a budget. Congratulations. You, if you look that's at that,
0: and and that doesn't excite you, you should like you should internally check yourself. You should you should uh, pause and say why am I unaffected by this? Because to me, that's a spiritual thing. It, like now when is. I pass by buildings that are, are being constructed, I get excited about it. You
1: know, we're putting an offer in on a building in, in um, a major city in America. To, uh, it's going up for auction tomorrow. Huh? It, it's a church and a guy lost it because of a moral failure. And I read in the article that it'll be auctioned. So I told Patrick, find out when the auction is. So I don't know. They haven't like publicized the auction.
0: What, what, what city? I don't want to say because I don't want
1: people to find out.
0: Can you write it down?
1: And I have no plans, but it's like a low ball, you know, if we're the lowest, or if they have something in the constitution and violence that it has to go to a church, then then we'll get it. Like in the city. And putting a low ball offer, so there'd be like no way you couldn't you couldn't sell it.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah. Well it just it made me think that when you said when you see buildings.
0: It it excites accept- and then when you see the the joy. That he's exuding, and like this is it? Like we're stepping into the next thing. Like you want to rally behind that person? Yes. Not like
1: I, I just, you know, j- you know, and, and forget about partners and donors. Look at him. Exactly. Not that he's like some depressed guy. He's a cool guy, but no, like he's great. I've never seen him happy. I've never no. It's exciting to have a new thing going on.
0: He, I'm excited for him. I'm very excited.
1: Number seven, I want you to put everybody in the comments, I want you to write out, not just put the reference, write out Joel 1, 12. Joel chapter 1, verse 12. And that's point number seven. So if you're in the ministry, while people are writing that, what is what is your church doing that's exciting? Our women are going to the district women's ministries meeting, and we um, that requires a bus. So mm-hmm. if we could have some people just step up and help, give call me no, out. No one
0: cares. Call me out.
1: Vision. Hmm. <laughs> Has anybody wrote, written the verse out yet? Joel one twelve. Copy paste. Thanks, Julie.
0: Joel one twelve. Will you read it for me one more time? Sure. The vine is dried up, and the fig tree languisheth. The pomegranate tree, the palm tree also, and the apple tree. Even all the trees of the field are withered, because joy is withered away from the sons of men.
1: And then you brought up Nehemiah 8.10, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Thanks, Mackenzie. Number seven, acquire and keep your joy. Originally, I wrote keep your joy but if you're going to keep something you have to have it first acquired it and some people don't have any joy to keep and never have now i'm going to tell you there's churches which i would not do this but there's churches that if i put their live stream up on the screen right now the people that are on the platform look like there's someone holding a 45 to their mother's head just off camera saying so help me god if you crack a smile i will splatter your mother's brains on the sanctuary wall true true or false
0: Facts. True. Very,
1: very Every true. single person on the platform like this. Vision isn't attractive and joy isn't attractive. Sorrow is a repeller. If you lose your joy.
0: That's good.
1: You lose your strength. Mm. You repel money well, and you repel people. Facts. People go places that make them happy. People don't go places out of commitment that's why I went, you ever hear me tell the band at the end of the service, play everybody out with a song of victory. Yeah. Evangelistic services, our church, play them out strong. Let the last memory people have when they're leaving my service be. "We Yeah. You know, acquire and keep your joy. 10. cogitations for pastors and evangelists who feel stuck. How do you sound when you preach? How do you look when you preach? Um, I'm just going to share a few thoughts with you today. How many of you know? No, Jesus was full of joy. God's presence is full of joy. There's a problem if there's no laughter. People on your platform should not look like they're, they're being held hostage a, by Al-Qaeda. True. Acquire some joy. Mm. And if you've lost your joy, there's people in the ministry that they're 35 they act 85. most joyless people you'll meet don't allow yourself to lose your joy yeah the vine has withered the fig tree languisheth because joy has withered away from the hearts of men when you lose your joy everything starts dying yeah happy are the people mm-hmm. whose God is the Lord write that down Happy are the people this whose is God is the Lord this something's right. wrong if you're sad this is you it. preach
0: sad this is it this is helping somebody out today here Johnny mm. that was the problem that was a problem I feel it in my spirit like boom say this it. it I just I just felt that like you know you know there's some things that like um you say in a broadcast that like you know this is going directly to somebody. And I, fe- I just felt like, like that's what it was. Forget everything else. That is the is the reason why there's no progression.
1: And how did you lose your joy? Oh, who do you hang around? You're never going to have joy hanging around with a bunch of people that suck the life out of you. S-
0: say that. Spit everywhere.
1: I want to yes. show. You, I want to show you, John. Something.
0: That is really good. You need to make a book out of this.
1: I don't want this. I don't.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is really going to help a lot of people. Especially that joy thing, man. That just hit me. That hit me.
1: You want? Since we're talking about vision, you want to hear something? Yeah. We're going on television in Dallas, thirty minute show. On. Am
0: I involved in your life ever?
1: This just happened.
0: Okay, because I just you know want to know what else do you have?
1: You're the first person I'm telling. Okay. I haven't told well, what questions.
0: about the other auctioned building? What else do you have up your sleeve? We haven't
1: got that building. We just have an offering on it.
0: Okay, but like what other things are looming that I have no, no idea about? I don't, because the last time I, this happened, we were opening a church in Dallas. You told me, you texted me t- three hours before the, the, the church service.
1: Um, what, was, what was I saying about? Oh, yeah, TV. So Joe, our, our agent, yeah. he said two slots popped open on the CW in Dallas. On Sunday morning, nine AM and nine thirty.
0: Dawson's Creek.
1: I, I said, well, let me do nine. He said, do both. Oh. He said it'll show people that you're serious and more people will watch because they'll think, why are they playing this guy twice?
0: Wow, he's he's great. Which I,
1: yeah. So I believe him.
0: I, I do too. And and it,
1: it will convey a level of seriousness about you know, and then now we'll be on there in a in a market with six million people. Say, so if you enjoyed this service, I would love I would love oh, to meet yeah. you in person this coming this coming Sunday.
0: Absolutely. You're tilling the ground, buddy. That's what that is.
1: Isn't that awesome?
0: Yeah, that's very vision.
1: Awesome. It excites you. It does. So joy, acquire and keep your joy. What are
0: the time slots?
1: Nine and nine thirty.
0: Nine a.m. Yeah, or nine
1: on Sunday morning, church time, as people are getting ready for church. That's like that's a prime time to be on as a pastor is Sunday morning.
0: That is phenomenal.
1: Yeah, pretty awesome. Okay. Choir and keep your joy. Number eight, over to you.
0: You know, I just... Um, okay, here's one.
1: Ten com- comes quick, right?
0: Yeah. I just like thought we were going to stop at the other one, so I just didn't continue. But here's one, 2 Corinthians 10, 12. Um, and just the last bit of it. Uh, they're only comparing themselves with each other, using themselves as a standard of measurement. How ignorant. Comparing yourselves uh, to other ministries and other people is toxic it's toxic it's so toxic uh it's in in a lot of realms and and it's good to look at and, and see and be inspired i'm not talking about being inspired but when you're comparing yourself and like you're getting yourself in this realm of frustration because you feel like you're not moving as quickly as joe Schmo. Uh, that's where you're going to have to like self-evaluate a little bit and see where why do i feel frustrated right now like is it because i'm comparing myself to this person and what they're doing because then if that's the case then you're 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 slipping into really murky territories there Um, and it's, it's, it's never good to frustrate yourself because you're in comparison with somebody else's whatever they've got going on. And I think that also can be a deterrent in people's lives. Jonathan, you can, um, uh, interject whenever you want. Uh, but I think it's also a deterrent in people's lives to compare themselves with what other people are doing because they, then they feel like I have to do it that way too. When that that should never be the case, like uh, for you, and you're like the prime example of this. Like for you, you've done everything the opposite of how they've wanted you to do it. How you, do you say mean? just the way you talk. Look look at how you're dressing in 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 public right now. Do you know what I mean? Like what? just a, the chain, the the fancy sweater. Yeah, it's just you don't do things. I the Puerto Ricans like this stuff. Puerto Ricans do, but like for ministry, you know, you'd, you'd think you need like, you know, this really like, uh, you know, like a, a burgundy jacket with gold buttons and like a blue tie and a white shirt. Like very, like when it comes to the religious system, that's the way that people want you know, for, for ministers to do a thing. They want you to look a certain way and, and say it a certain way. You don't talk about like, once you grab your balls from somebody else's purse? You know what I mean? I said that? Uh, yes, multiple times, lots of times. So it, it's just, it's the, the language that you use is just very unconventional to say the very least. Uh, but had you done it the way even your dad did it, If you would have just tried to be the cookie cutter of your dad or tried to be a a, a replicate what Pastor Rodney is and just stand and just, you know, go like this. It wouldn't work because you're not Pastor Rodney. You can't sing. You you don't play a guitar. You ain't you ain't Poppy Tiff. You know what I mean? But you stay in alignment with your assignment. In Jesus name. Boom. No, no, I'm just kidding. But you are stay in your lane And do the only thing, just like Mary told the the people that were around Jesus, do whatever whatever he tells you to do. Nothing more, nothing less. Nothing else. Nothing else. And I've heard that multiple times, Brother Ted being one of them. uh, Pastor Rodney being another and two separate occasions that it's like, don't try to be a missionary to Uganda. No one's called you out there. No one's, it's just because you felt, you saw some kind of special with an orphanage out in Uganda and you felt like, oh, I can do that. No, you weren't called to do that. You were just, you know, hungry and sleep deprived a little bit, a little weepy. You know what I mean? But, but that's the, that's the, the element in, in life that a lot of people kind of like struggle with. It's like looking at this person. Oh, they're doing that. Let's do it too. Oh, they're doing it a certain way. Let's do it. And it really negates your uniqueness Um, which is, that's what you need in life. People are looking for something that's unique and to stand out. We don't need another copycat.
1: Look at Donald Trump winning the nomination for presidency out of the Republican field in 2015. You know, he's not a positive, he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, but there were 14 people that were exactly the same and then one that was very different. That's good. And it made all 14 people talk about him.
0: A hundred percent. You know, he—the he, he, whole world was talking about him.
1: Attention brings influence, right? And you, and your uniqueness is what separates you from the pack. And it, and it's true. In 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 ministry, they're always trying to get you to be like other people, and it's it's the biggest mistake you could make.
0: And it really loops back to the simple obedience to the voice of God. It's just do that. It's nothing complicated. It's nothing like, you know, super complex that you're just, because I think a lot of people, especially in ministry, when they continue to advance, they're looking for that like aha moment where the, the, the you know, waters part and you walk on dry land. It's like, no, he just said, just cut it to the left. That's it. Just cut it to the left. No, don't, don't open it up like that anymore with a joke. Don't open it up with a joke no more <laughs> or whatever. Just be, you're not Joel Olsen. Okay, how about that? You know, it's just do what is, 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 is in you to do uh, that you, and, and, and it might seem something, it might seem so stupid, you know, it might be like a direction to like, okay, don't, don't do it that there or don't go there. It's just.
1: And as much as you're saying, like, I do it, you also do it. You're not like me, but you're very different from, there's not another you woman preacher, you know? Flinging their arms around and using the language that you use. Not, not, you know what I mean? It's like.
0: Could be worse.
1: It's very different. Joyce Meyer was very different and is, you know, very direct. She was not, you know, especially her when she was coming up. It was the era of 1980s femmed out beauty queen preacher (laughs) over made up
0: feathered hair.
1: And she was, like, completely different. You know, just, like, Midwest, talking like like some lady that ran a gas station.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, like, she might as well have had a cigarette. And it played. Yeah. You yeah. know, people can relate.
0: That's it. Not
1: everybody could relate to the, like, blown out, bleached blonde hair. No,
0: you're right. Some can. Yeah. But then her. And, but there's a niche for everybody. I
1: feel like you're similar to Joyce Meyer in that way, where there were probably people that watched some of those 1980s beauty queen Female preachers like, I can't be a Christian if that, you know, I, I'll never be like that. But then they saw Joyce Martin like, okay, if she's a Christian, I <laughs> and, and she's talking about how like somebody made her mad and she she was gonna punch yes. him, and, you know, that that kind of stuff. I don't know if yeah, she ever yeah. said that, but um, you, you, you get the joke. She would share stories about she like how she's gonna lose her temper or lost yes. her temper, yep. and it was like, I, okay, I, if that's a Christian, I can be a Christian. That's right. And you're like that. I feel like you're not like unattainable as far as. Man, I could—it's I could, like, okay, I get that. And like right. we've talked about, I think you did that for a but, lot of— And
0: you encouraged me in that because it was like you're not trying to be somebody else. You're just being yourself. And that was a tough pill for me to swallow because I thought that I had to fall into this, like, uh, you know, mold as to what is required to, to, to be a female preacher. But you said just, you know— do whatever you gotta do. Say it the way you would say it. People will like it that way. And I, I really firmly believed that you were full of crap. And uh, yeah, you didn't think you it would work. Just, I didn't. I was like, "There's no way anybody's gonna care. No, gonna care. no one is gonna care. No one is gonna listen." And you still encouraged me through it. And I am very. I didn't
1: encourage. You. I, I told you don't no, don't be different <laughs> just, than what you are. Do, you did. Be yeah. how you are, because I I knew it would play because. If people don't like it, fine. They can go listen. There's, you know, let's be honest. More than anything else, women speak, women conference speakers are identical. Every last one of them. If one can't come, then just go pick between 10 other ones. They're all the same with the same message. You're you're not. So you can't say like, oh, Dallas can't make it that week. Let's get another, somebody else that's like her. There isn't one. Just like there's not with Rodney. So the more, the more you do that, the better. What? Uh-uh. Listen to this other thing that um, Tony Suarez sent me. Right now? No, l- last night. No, it was this morning. Also, I told the pizza story last night. I said I sewed three pieces of pizza, and you sewed a $10,000 offering into the ministry. I said that I hadn't touched the money yet, which is true. I was going to call you to see if we can put it towards the building, and I, I wrote, you can put it to anything you want. My offerings don't have strings strings attached, which I told him that night. But that's another era area of giving is you know cuz he shared that, that 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 got him thinking in a big direction because we talked for 2 hours that night and that's what happened i we went to a pizza place in new york that was cash only for one of the few times in my life i had no cash on me mm. <laughs> and so he had to he had to pay and was happy to but i thought you know what you paid for for my for my pizza i'm going to do something for your ministry and we sent him $10,000 so notice how that's connected yeah, that money. and Now, when you get a big amount of money, you start thinking like, you know what? God, God it did really call me into the ministry. <laughs> you do feel that way. Yeah, because in the beginning, it's like, you know, am I? <laughs> yeah, maybe I got over emotional at a youth camp five years ago. Yeah. Do I really belong in this thing? Then somebody comes out of nowhere. I, the Lord spoke to me to do this for you. So, some big amount or bigger than you've ever had. And you realize like. Okay. Well, if that part's true, money is an an encour- is an encouraging force right. in the ministry. Right. It's like what you said. When someone gave us $500, the first thought is, "Let's start making DVDs and and, C- and CDs and having them on our table because why? I have God's divine backing."
0: That's right. You know, I
1: am going to make it.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, what's your last point?
0: I don't have one. I already did one. I mean, you it's your turn. Take that one. No, you go. No, I already did the, the Second Corinthians, stay in your lane.
1: Stay in your lane, and then you should have one more.
0: Um, I was just going to wait for it to kind of, like, um, spark after yours.
1: Okay, let me just give you a few things I thought of while Ados was talking that'll be bonus.
0: You don't have another point?
1: I do, but this is just quick. Okay. Ten cogitations for pastors and evangelists who feel stuck. Thoughts. What does your live stream look like? I'm not talking about you don't have the best cameras. I'm talking about the fact that you have one camera set up at the back of your church on the center of the stage and you doesn't follow you. You know, you can't get one person to go back there and tilt the camera and follow you? Don't give up on your ministry. You convey to people that you're not a serious person. Number 2. Why is your Instagram private? Are you pastoring in Islamabad? I'll give you a pass. Are you pastoring in Afghanistan or Yemen? I get the private Instagram. Why? Why are you making it hard to find you? I don't want people in my personal life. Then get out of the ministry. That ship sailed when you joined. The, when you signed up for the ministry. You're not that important, you know. I have my Instagram on private. There's a lot of people. No, there's not a lot of people that care about what you're doing. Relax. Number three, have you started something like a podcast and it's not consistent? If you're going to start something, do it. Otherwise, it conveys that you're not serious. Check the live stream on your on your church's uh, live stream. Is it ambient sound? Is it super low? Or if you turn your YouTube... Volume on your phone all the way up. You still can barely hear what you're saying. You know, everything about you should at least convey. It's like like that Tony Suarez video that we played. He said, we you know, we brought lights that didn't work. We brought a camera that didn't work. But it, it's, he's conveying a serious message, and clearly it, it connected with people. Number nine.
0: That wasn't, I thought you were doing the, the nine. What was your nine? Those were bonuses. We're still on 0.8. Now it's nine, which is you, no, and then I do 10. No, I'm finishing. Why, uh, then, why don't you just do nine and 10? Because I don't really.
1: I do have it. one left. All right. Why is so hard to get your last point out?
0: Because I don't have one, Jonathan. That's You're supposed the whole to get five. I know, but I just stopped at four thinking, I, we've never completed a, a list of 10 ever. Ever we usually stop at point three, but I will say um another thing that it, uh, will hold you back is being manipulated by people. So I would say the fear of man somehow explain um i think in 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 the the you know few years that we've been in ministry i think that a lot of times especially when you're on the increase people take notice of it and they want to and i won't say like they want to prostitute the gift or that's like too uh too jarring to say but a little bit and and when when somebody sees that you're going places they come out of the woodworks to try to get a piece of the action. And what they're going to start doing is trying to tell you, this is what's acceptable. Do this instead of what you're doing now. And then if you do this, then this will increase. And they they start kind of manipulating you into um, doing the next thing. And I feel like you have to be very careful and and make sure that you are not being, or you're not in that situation where you're, you're manipulated by individuals, people in your church. You know, well, I'm a donor and I, you know, he, Pastor Jonathan hasn't had lunch with me one time. He hasn't called me one time. You know, I was listening to Andrew Womack, and one of the, some some guy called um, the offices up and he says, I have a million dollars, but I want to eat uh, with P- Andrew Womack. I'm, I want to have a, uh, or no, he didn't say I want to eat. I want to call from Andrew Womack before I give the million dollars. And he said, uh, he had somebody else call him and said, I've never once not called an individual that gave me a million dollars for the ministry. And because you want me to call you for, in order for you to release the, the, the million dollars. I'm, I'm turning it down. You will not receive a phone call because if, if money can easily manipulate you, then you're going to hit it. You're going to hit a wall at some point. You're going to start making moves now that you're doing bigger things that you need people of, of, of great wealth. And it's that mindset that you start going after the people that have a lot to fulfill your needs when when the, the secret sauce is actually going after the people that nobody wants because God will then give you the people that everybody wants.
1: There was a, There's a guy in this city who three different ministers told me about and said, I can set it up where you can meet him. He has a lot of money, and he gives a lot of money to ministers. Yes. And just hearing that, like... I would, I would never stop vomiting and punching myself in the face.
0: This this person actually w- was somebody that was mentioned before we even started a church, correct? No. I thought it was COVID.
1: Yeah. It, it, it was. It. it was. So when they told when people told me that, I was like, I I would never Never. go meet someone because I found out they have money and give and hope they give that. I
0: that is like.
1: I, I I don't I don't know how to explain why that's so cringe me so much.
0: It's so cringe.
1: Yeah, it really is for me because I would lose respect for myself. Yeah, a hundred percent. Because that's not a genuine relationship. That's true. I just am trying to get I, your I, money.
0: But that's a lot of a lot of big yeah, time Matt, ministry. Matt, that's Matt how that, they look.
1: Matt said that's called prostitution. In a way is I'm doing what I need to do to get money from you. It is similar. It is
0: similar. You I, You know what, Matt? You're right. That's exactly what it is. And I wasn't.
1: No. So I say that Marla said, don't do it. No, well, listen. So I I purposely didn't find out who this person was, meet with them.
0: Or they, asked.
1: And then they came to my church. Said, we, we watched what Noah has seen. And when I saw it, I thought, I want to go to church there. And, and we have a relationship now. And it came by the Holy Ghost. That's right. And I, I like that. I mean, I never should you chase after people f- for their money, that you'll lose something from God. You'll lose a lot from God if you do that.
0: And, and you miss it in the simplicity of the message, and the simplicity of ministry. You go after the lost, So, so if, if you're going after the people with money and that becomes your new obsession is who, who, who can we find out that's like local to Pittsburgh that has billions of dollars so that we can squeeze them and present the vision to you've missed it. You
1: leave that to the politicians.
0: Yeah. Like your job is to preach the gospel.
1: And you, you lose your ministry relationship with any person you do that. You've made them over you, which is why a lot of rich people don't have a pastor. It's not even their fault. It's because the pastors lost, vacated their office as a pastor and yeah. became a, a, a politician. Wow! You know, and that's what—that's why politicians have to behave the way they do. That's right. They do what the the lobbyists tell them to do. They do what the people that are giving them the money tell them to do because they didn't stay in authority. And then, if you do that as a pastor, you've lost your ability to tell that guy. What? You know, what if you have somebody? <laughs> That makes up 30% of your budget. Their giving makes up 30% of your budget. And you find out they have a mistress on the side. Are you going to confront them? No, you're not. No. Because you, not. I'm saying if you chased them like that. Now, if, if, if you did, if they came in and somebody's just given tons of money and, and you've maintained your office, then you could. But when you become, I've chased this person up for their money. Yeah, you know, he does, him and his wife are going through a hard time and he, he has a woman that he sees. Down in uh, Tennessee: hell, no, you know you, menis- guys do that. Though. I know. and that's why there's warnings but in the you know Bible. what?
0: like you lose your authority spiritually maybe yeah. maybe people you can kind of like fake it for a while, but like in the spirit, you don't carry that like heaviness anymore. like you lose something every time you do that.:
1: You lose something from God.
0: I don't I don't like that. just the thought of it makes me cringe.
1: It is. I've, I, I never did that when I was broke.
0: No, and let me tell you, we we have had lots of people from cars to uh, multiple hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars, property given to us, things that have been promised to us, but only if you. If you can just, we're going to, no, you could take the money and go, keep whatever you got to keep. No one's going to pressure you into giving. No one's going to try to, you know, uh, butter the the whatever for you to, to give. It, give if you want to give. Don't give if you don't want to give. Bye.
1: Now, I purposely made point number 10. What's going to be point number 10 was supposed to be like point number six because I didn't want to close with this to seem like I drove all this to the offering. But this is... One one thing that'll get you unstuck quick. Number 10, become a significant seed-sowing ministry into fertile ground. Don't leave off the last part. Become a significant seed-sowing ministry into fertile ground. If it pains you to write a tithe check to the place where you tithe, it's the wrong ground. If it feels like paying taxes... There's no joy. That's when I knew it was time to leave the denomination I was in. Because I hated sending my tithe in. I wasn't connected. Don't just become a significant sewing ministry. Pay attention to where you're giving the money. You hear Jesse Duplantis say, the anointing of increase is on me. It is. Give. There's a big difference when you give to ministries that carry an anointing of financial increase. And if you hate giving to wherever you give, it's a problem. And this is for ministers. Number one, your church needs to be a giving, tithing church. You need to tithe off of your church income somewhere else. I've role modeled that for you. We're over $4 million, right around $4 million that we've given this year with a third of the year to go. Has it hurt us? No, it's helped us immensely. If you're not a tithing ministry, you'll always be a begging ministry.
0: That's good. That's a word.
1: And then you need to sow seed on top of that. The building we're in right now, that you hear me tell that testimony about receiving it for free, was precipitated by obedience to $100,000 seed that I did not feel like sewing because I thought I had a half a million dollar down payment coming due the next day.
0: Mm. You know t- tell them about how You tell them. Okay, so like in the beginning of our ministry, we were like we are the ministry. <laughs> so why why give? So you know, it, but but even in in the Bible, the Levites were required to give uh, a tenth. Like everybody's required to give.
1: Do you know why I have been able to explain the prosperity message to many of you that didn't believe in it? Now you do, because I didn't believe in it. Right. I and I was around ministers who didn't believe in it. I know all the objections. Right. That's why when somebody comes on here, what does the Bible say in 1 Timothy chapter 6 about the love of money is the root of all evil? And you hear me say, keep reading. I know. I know how to answer, like in healing, because I was around people that believed God could heal, but that he was sovereign and didn't always do it. I know when people say, what about Job? I can tell you. What about Paul's thorn in the flesh? You want me to answer it? I can answer it. Because <laughs> I believe like that too. Yeah. Become... A significant seed sowing ministry into fertile ground. So we don't, deal- I want you, we'll close with this. Grab Proverbs 11.25. Of course. In the new living. What? What? What do you mean, of course?
0: You said grab a Proverbs 11.25. I said, of course.
1: Oh, you mean like you'll do it. I see. Yeah.
0: What are you, what are you talking about?
1: I didn't know what you were talking about. I oh. get it now.
0: In the what? New hmm. living? Yeah, Sure. Proverbs 11, 25. The generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed.
1: Say it one more time, the whole thing.
0: The generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed.
1: For whatever reason with Tony on, I feel to deal with that aspect of sowing tonight, that you refresh When you refresh a minister, according to Proverbs 11.25, you secure you being refreshed by somebody. That's what happened in 1 Kings 17. Before God would do anything for that widow of Zarephath, she was required to refresh Elijah.
0: Can I read it in the Amplified?
1: Look how refreshed Tony is. From what Jensen Franklin did. Uh-huh. When you do that, it sends a charge into a minister. And God said, if you'll do that because money encourages them. Yeah. You know, Tony probably went from saying like, you know, we'll, we'll see whether we can do this. And, you know, I'm going to do it by faith to now. It's like, you know what? Tell the realtor we're going we're to have it by
0: in three days. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. what, that's what money can right. do. Right. It, it put a pep in him. Oh, yeah. There's life is infused in that man's soul. Go ahead. The generous man is a source of blessing and shall be prosperous and enriched. And he who waters will himself be watered, reaping the generosity he has sown.
1: Yeah. And, I, and then I like the, the new living way of, of refreshing. You know, like there is, like I've told that story. My dad would make $100, $200 when he'd go out to preach. And this pastor in Massachusetts took him out to the nicest steakhouse uh, outside of Boston, actually not not too far from where Dallas was li- living at the time, or you wouldn't have been born yet. But would you guys have been there in 195 Walnut Street, 1988, or not yet?
0: 89, I think we we moved over there.
1: Yes, would have been around there. Yep. So the guy takes my dad out, orders him lobster and steak, then gives him 5,500 dollars in 1988 for a Sunday morning. You know, which would be like 50,000 for a Sunday now. My dad came home. Judy, get the kids dressed. We're going out to eat. Let me sit there. And my dad's beaming. And he pulls out the hundreds and, and puts them on the table. My mom goes, Tiff, put those away. And my dad's just laughing. I remember him talking about it on the phone with people. This, you want to know what this guy gave me this last Sunday? You know, and it was, it was the first time I remember seeing my dad come off the road pumped. I can't. Instead of tired from preaching a week and driving home. He who refreshes others.
0: That story always makes me cry. I don't know why.
1: Will himself be refreshed. And when you give, you know, that pastor that drove up and dropped off a check for $100,000, that That is refreshing to me. That makes me feel like God has his wind at my back.
0: Mm.
1: Now, we don't go by how we feel. I confess that he did before, but it. <laughs> you are a human being to some extent.
0: Sure. God gave you feelings for a reason. He didn't want you to be a freaking robot.
1: Felicity in Australia. Listen to this. Only had $19, heard the Lord say so it is a widow's mite, and under 24 hours I was blessed with $1500.
0: Come on. Thank on. you
1: for your ministry. He who refreshes others will himself wow. be refreshed. So, I'm going to tell you this. You know, you saw we're taking delivery of a Falcon 50. They're going to play the video shortly. You're not allowed to park that in your driveway or on the street. The Homeowners what? Association has a problem with that. You have to get an airplane hanger. And we found one. And that's going to be, and because there's a bunch of stuff. I don't know what I'm allowed to share or not share because it's business agreements. And then other people could find out what people are doing for us. And if they're not doing it for, for them, then they, they have to. We thought we thought receiving this plane would cause us to save about 200,000 a year. Now it's looking like it's going to be 350 or 400,000 a year because um, of favor. So you can see that God's not only giving us use of an aircraft, a top aircraft, a safe aircraft. He's doing it with favor, where it's actually going to save us money from the way we were doing it before. Better plane, less money. Chanel in Baltimore, Maryland, five hundred and forty-five dollars seat. We haven't even received an offering. Daniel in Saint Johns, Florida, hundred dollars seat. Stephanie in Cannonsburg, Pennsylvania, healing in body, can't digest food, sixty-two pounds. You got. To, if you can get her information, so we can send somebody to to pray for her at her house, because that's not far from here. And we have other prayer requests. We're going to be preaching in Fort Worth this Friday. We're going to have a church in two locations in less than a month. And God's opened this plane up. I want to challenge you tonight to do two things. Ask the Lord what he would have you to give tonight. And then ask the Lord about a pledge. What are you believing to give the Lord for thanksgiving? The Thanksgiving seed, we're doing that. We don't do that. This is the first time we've ever done it where we've done a pledge. A pledge gives you the opportunity to work with your faith in the area of sowing. Write down, if you would, God gives seed to the sower. So when you make up your mind, Father, I want to sow this amount. I don't have it, but I'm believing you to give me this seed to sow. God gives seed to the sower. Then as you sow it, you create a harvest for yourself. And like we talked about almost the whole broadcast yesterday, you can sow your way into abundance. Mm. That's different for everybody. But there are people that have the, the ability to do something at a large level. We've had $2 million donors. We've had $100,000 donors. We've had $350,000 donors. 50000 50,000 takes care of that hanger for one year. Maybe you can't take care of a year, but you want to do a month, 4,500. I believe in what you're doing. I like this plain thing. I want to do something at a big level. I'm going to throw it out there. We'd have close to 1,000 people watching us right now. We'll have several thousands watching uh, by the time the replay's over. What, what would you like to do to refresh Adalas? You love Adalas. You want to do something that, that ministers to her. This is your chance. I want to deal with it because you saw that part of the offering should move you. Tony Suarez doesn't have to tell me what he's spending the money on. I like seeing the minister, maybe because I'm a preacher's kid, I like the element of refreshing a preacher. I like that I like that the most. You think money doesn't refresh a preacher? Can I tell you something? I never give the money that I've set aside to give to one of our uh, guest speakers at our church. I never give them the money after they preach. I give it to them before they preach and tell them what it is. You know why they preach refreshed? This lady's been asking the same question for two hours. Can someone help me with this? Is it wrong to attend the church without a covering? If you're asking about the church you're attending for two hours, you're probably already one foot out the door. So you might as well get it over with. Bye. Not bye to you.
0: No, I'm just saying for her. Like peace.
1: You go to the church that the Lord deals with you to go. I wouldn't question their decisions and stuff. But if, if someone's rubbing you the wrong way, you might as well get it up. You know, if, if I was on a broadcast for 90 straight minutes, like, should I be attending the church that I'm attending again? At? Obviously, my heart's not connected. Anymore than I'm going to be on a broadcast, should I stay married to a wife that there's already a problem? They're going to play um, the aircraft because it's exciting. And uh, I'm going to ask you to go to the phone. And do what the Lord speaks to to you to do. 412 446 How
0: much money would it cost to put my face on that plane?
1: I don't, I actually don't know.
0: What about, what about like, I, I know it's track. pretty
1: serious because it affects the like, I'm trying to think of what the word is, like the wind dynamics of the plane and all that. Like you, you can't just like paint it on.
0: Seriously?
1: No, it, it's like a big deal to get a plane.
0: Can planes be wrapped? Yes. Matte black.
1: I, I couldn't tell you for sure.
0: Can, do planes have rims?
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sure you the,
0: the little landing rims. If we could get some chromed out little landing. Spinners <laughs> on the plane. Just kidding. Just kidding, guys.
1: I'm glad you're in a good mood tonight.
0: I have to go to the bathroom really bad.
1: We don't have to say everything we think. Here's the ways you can give. RevivalToday.com. You click give now. When you do that, there's going to be, show them the pledge form. I, know, I want you before the spider thon's over to have done two things. Given what the Lord spoken to you to give and pledged, done something with your faith. Believe to sow. That's true, Aaron. That's a good point. He said black gets hot. It would be a imagine summertime in Phoenix and you have a black plane.
0: Oh my gosh, that'd be awful. You'd
1: die. See the 90 day Thanksgiving pledge. That gives you. And this ministry does not have a collections department. So you pledge it. It's for you. Look
0: at join Deborah's army. Don't, don't ignore that either. Hmm.
1: Just want to throw that in there. Explain it. Oh, I've right. been seeing that and I, I forgot it. And you haven't been mentioning it.
0: I haven't, but I haven't been on, uh, when you join Deborah's army, that's, that is, uh, the part of the army of the Lord that is built to fight against, uh, the darkness. And we understand that the only way to fight against darkness and all of the crap that's out in the world, attacking our children and all this bogus nonsense that's happening is to make the church of Jesus Christ very strong. And, and building his church has to take the, the priority, um, to fight back against darkness. And that's, that's what you're a part of. If you sow a thousand dollars to be a part of the 10,000, um then that's that's what you're joining. you're You're part of that army of people that is taking the tent peg, which means the body of Christ Jesus, okay, and then you're just slamming it in to the devil's forehead or temple, whatever it is. And so um, it's just a little more violent way of of, of um, you know, kind of thinking, but it's effective nonetheless. Be a part of the army, which is what? A thousand dollars to be a part of the army.
1: Ten thousand women.
0: And no, it doesn't have to be two women.
1: Ten thousand people. because
0: Barack was there too, you know, in the in the fight.
1: Ten thousand people showing a thousand dollars towards the building.
0: That's right. So but whoever made that thing right there.
1: Yeah, and they had it, they had it like ready on cue, pretty great.
0: That is phenomenal.
1: So they're gonna play the um, the plane video. And I'm going to give you a chance to do that. I want to say thank you up front. We're going to play, pray over everybody's seat. so if you do it now, uh, they'll have the card for us. I get your response and your prayer requests, and I'm going to and I'm going to come into faith with you and believe for 100-fold what you give. Brenda in West Virginia, believing for healing for her husband and granddaughter Zoe. Little Becky Pierce, please. Janice and Fayette, Janice in Fayetteville, North Carolina, deliverance and salvation for friend Robert. I want to get. I want to find out who that Stephanie lady is. She says she can't digest food. She's 62 pounds. I mean, that, that's that's an emergency. I'd love to... I'm going to pray for you here, and I, I want to send somebody to pray for you. Thank you. Great hearing from you. Uh, here's some more. Donna from Quincy, Florida. Guidance to a new church. Freedom for her husband from addiction. Aaron in Tampa. Healing from virus side effects. Fernando in Oklahoma City. Healing for nerves and back. Crystal... Um, In Houston, Texas, fear of flying has a flight tonight and needs peace. Bethany in San Augustine, Texas, financial breakthrough for her son to return to the Lord and a new ambulance for her workplace. Keep calling. Keep pledging. I saw somebody on the app say that they just joined Deborah's Army. I'm sure quite a few other people have as well. And I want to thank you for all that you've done. Um... I'm going to pray. I'm going to have Adonis prayer. I've prayed for you for a week and a half, so we'll, we'll mix a fresh voice in. But I'm going to come into agreement with you that everybody that's given tonight, that there's going to be a hundredfold return on your seed. Everybody needs healed in their body. Everything you're believing for, for your family, that God's going to answer those prayers tonight. So go ahead and lift your hands to the Lord, and Adonis, here's the request. Take it away.
0: Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for every dollar that's being sown tonight. And with it, Father, a hundredfold return in the mighty name of Jesus. And I pray, Father, that everything holding back the blessing would be removed. I thank you that the windows of heaven would be open to every person that's giving tonight and that's given all week. Let your favor, let your hand of, of of prosperity flow in their lives like never before in the mighty name of Jesus. And for every person that's sick in their body and needs a touch, I thank you, Father, that your hand goes forth even right now and ministers to each and every one of these people father every tree planted by the evil one in their bodies we command those trees to be uprooted in the mighty name of Jesus I command every eye to open I command every pain to go back to hell where it came from I command every tumor to dissolve every disc to shimmy back into place father I thank you for your healing power that flows even now from the top of their head down to the soles of their feet i command you to be whole in the mighty name of jesus jesus i command every death sentence to be cut off of your life in the mighty name of jesus with long life will god satisfy you and show you your salvation in the mighty name of jesus we pray and all god's people said amen amen
1: if you've never received jesus christ as your lord and savior i want you to do that right now if you pray with me God will hear this prayer he'll forgive you of your sins settle in with God get a home church a good home church get a pastor quit quit living out of alignment with God's word and God's covenant it starts with this prayer say this out loud Heavenly Father I admit that I've sinned I repent I believe in my heart you raised Jesus from the dead I confess with my mouth Jesus is Lord and my Savior. Right now, I receive forgiveness. By the blood of Jesus, I am saved. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, welcome to the family of God. Your sins are all forgiven. And I want to know that you prayed with me, so let me know that you did in the comments. More importantly, go to RevivalToday.com and click I Just Got Saved. If you fill that out completely, I'm going to send you a Bible and other materials to help you live the Christian life. So please do that now. And if you're in Pittsburgh, I'd love to be your pastor. If you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, I'd love to be your pastor. That church will begin October 1st. Remember, we're having 21 days of revival meetings to, to launch the church in Fort Worth. So um, be a part of that. Come in and you want to be a part of that launch, it's going to be off the hook. They're going to be great meetings. We're not going down there to take a little swat at it. We're, we're hitting it. The launch of Revival Today, Fort Worth, 20-day... Revival starting October 1st. Sign up, please, at revivaltodaychurch.com. Sunday, 10 a.m. and 7 p.m. Monday to Friday, 7 p.m. Everyone who gives tonight, I'm sending you my Uncle Ted's book, Good, Better, Best, The Gift of Faith, Gifts of the Spirit, Volume 2. And then my book, The 20 Laws that Govern the Financial Anointing, with the foreword written by Jesse Duplantis. Anyone that does the $10,000 level or higher, I'm going to sign mine, and my Uncle Ted is kind of enough to sign his, as a way to say a special thank you for helping us do things at a, at a higher level. And uh, I appreciate you. appreciate everybody who's taking time to watch tonight, everybody who's taking time to sow seed, everybody who's called in for prayer. Um, we're going to join you again. Also, oh, tomorrow will be it. Tomorrow's it. Let me see the totals again. So we're at just over 300,000 given, 440 pledged. Three that's been given, four hundred forty thousand 450 now, getting early to be 451. So that is seven. Heading up on uh heading up towards eight. How many believe we can crack between pledges and what's been given? I'll tell you, I thought the the giving would be lower and the pledges would be higher. People basically have just just I think given whatever they were believing to give, which is great. Thank you, Daniel. I'm glad that um, all the ministers that are on that wrote nice things I appreciate that I never want this to come across as lecturing or we have it all figured out but it, it's nice to have some input and I haven't been doing this for 50 years but I have been doing it for 21 years and uh, pick up a couple of things final thoughts
0: I love you so much
1: I love you too thanks for coming on with me
0: thanks for asking
1: I asked you before the thing started to come on with just, me every just say now.
0: you're welcome Yeah, you're welcome
1: Timothy, Fernando, Caesar, Ninja Buddha, Andre on the app, Lewis, Daniel, everybody. For myself, my beautiful wife, Pastor Dallas, everybody here, the great team at Revival Today. I love you.
0: Thank you for sharing the Jonathan Shuttlesworth podcast. If you're interested in supporting our mission to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ to our generation, please visit RevivalToday.com and click on Give Now to become one of our monthly partners. Thank you in advance. We hope to see you soon.